Hey guys, this is Chris Napholtz. And this is David. We are Drop Disgusta. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, we are powered by Amplified Events. To learn more about the great work they do, visit ampyourevent.com. We would also like to thank and welcome our digital marketer, Aaron Talent. If you're a fan of the show, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Drop Disgusta Podcast. And whatever you're doing this week, make sure you hashtag drop the dis. Here's the show. Chris Naples with Drop Disgusted this Podcast. Is David Bash with the Drop Disgusted Podcast. Yes, and this little special edition <laughs> that we're doing with the Sports Council. The Augusta Sports Council. And we are at the CVB, yep. Augusta and Company, right now. Beautiful building. Beautiful building. We're in the conference room, and we are here with uh, Alyssa Updegree, if I'm from the Iron Man Group. The Iron Man Group. I'm Savannah Gonzalez, marketing coordinator for the Augusta Sports Council. So, can before we ask the question, is it up the grave? Up to grave, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Thank you. Up to grave. Yeah, just is this phonetic. spelled up to grave? Up, U P D E, and then grave, G R A V E. Up to grave. Up to grave. Wow, that's what does that awesome. mean? It's German. My last name is German too, but it's super boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nabholtz. You know, it's a strong well, name. It is, it is, but up to grave. Up to grave, yeah. That's like awesome. Say, uh-huh. It's like say with your fist. So, uh, so I just had to get or that. I had to get hand. that out. No, that, that was unexpected. That was an unexpected plot twist. Yes. Uh, so tell me who you guys are. Sure. So, um, like I said, I'm Savannah with the Sports Council. And so what we do is we help bring sporting events to the city of Augusta, um, and then our biggest event of every year is Ironman. This is actually the 11th year that Ironman has been in Augusta, and so we're just really excited to help kind of service it and get it going. That's awesome. Uh, and, and up to grave? Up to grave, yes. Up to grave. Uh, <laughs> so I'm the race director uh, from Ironman, so um, start to finish I work alongside the sports council, permitting, mm-hmm. uh, police, making sure that everything is set up, uh, making sure that everything runs smoothly. Wow. Um, registration, athletes. It's a lot. Everything. A lot to carry on one plate. Well, that sounds like a lot a of fun. We're a big team. <laughs> so I believe it. I want to focus on the Augusta Sports Council side for just a second. So at the Augusta Sports Council, like, just generally speaking, like, what is the Sports Council like? What do you guys do? You said you bring sporting events to Augusta. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's one of our um, primary goals is to bring in new sporting events to the city of Augusta. So we go out and we market the city, talk about the different venues that we have here and really just all that our city has to offer, which is really easy because it's a great city. Um, and then there are certain events that we have had just kind of historically that are always here and then new events that we recruit. Um, like we actually had a USA Cycling event in May. We had the Nike Peach Jam in July. Um, oh, so you guys do Peach Jam. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, huge. That's a really cool event. And then, of course, the Augusta University Half Marathon in February. Okay. Um, and so what we do, depending on the size of the event and kind of how involved we get with it, we service it. So that's little things like with Ironman, you know, getting certain permits done and okay. um, and promoting it, which is my job as marketing coordinator and making sure that people know that events are coming, mm-hmm. um, doing road closures, which is not everybody's favorite thing, but, you know, it needs to be done. Someone's got <laughs> It does, yeah. right, right. But it's a huge, that's a lot of closure. Yeah, it Serious. is. Serious. It is. Well, you know, it's 
<laughs> it's worth it when you have all these athletes coming oh, in yeah. and we just want yeah. to give them the best experience that they can get. So that's that's what we do. It's really cool. We get to be over all kinds of different sporting events. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So real quick, what is the Ironman? Sure. I feel like that's you. Yeah, I, th- I, <laughs> think, yeah, I think that goes to up the grave. Um, so the Ironman, it's a, it's a triathlon, swimming, biking, and running. Um, easy. The one here, yes, you know, it's just super a walk easy. in the park, yeah. super easy. Um, the one here in Augusta is a 70.3, so it's a half Ironman. Okay. So essentially the athletes will be doing 70.3 miles total, um, total oh, in a matter breeze. of eight and a half hours. Easy. <laughs> Freezy, <Wow>. you know? <laughs> it's going to be super cool here, too, let me tell you. The weather is oh, nice yeah. and cool. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Good Just thing you guys all. didn't come a month ago. Right. When I was 100. Right. It's, only 97. it's only 99. <laughs> yeah. It's only 99. Um, but so they'll start with a 1.2 mile swim. Uh, it's a it's a downriver, so they have the current with them, which mm. athletes love. That is nice. Um, then they do a 56 mile bike ride throughout Georgia. Uh, and then they finish with a 13.1 mile run throughout wow. uh, downtown. That's awesome. Yeah. So the location is the river. And then bike in South Augusta area. Yes, South. What I, okay. Yep. And mm-hmm. then we've got, it finishes the run in uh, downtown. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So they do a two and a half loop uh, run course throughout Broad Street, Green Street, Reynolds. Okay. In and that vicinity. In this race, can you have teams or is it solo only? You can have a relay team. So okay. you can have someone doing nice. swimming, one doing the biking, one doing the running. That's right. my style. Yeah. <laughs> my style is like relay halfway in. Yeah. <laughs> so run six miles. Yes. Drop. Yes. Um, okay. So what is the national context of the Augusta Ironman? And it has it's always been a half Ironman, correct? Correct. Because you're not here from Augusta, you're no. here from Nashville. Correct. So this isn't like this isn't just a local thing. No, we do uh, about forty events in North America wow. from January all the way through uh, December. So wow. all over the country. That's awesome. Um, which getting is America healthy. We are. We're trying. Well, it's globally. So we oh, have that events. Is cool. um, wow. Europe, Asia, Africa. Um, Australia, New Zealand, and Augusta, um, and Augusta. Augusta <laughs> so cool. um, we actually bring athletes in globally. So we'll have um, almost every country, every state is represented, and um, even Hawaii. You'd be surprised, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of people, and they a lot of athletes will come to qualify for a world championship. Uh, so there's a 70.3 world championship that travels globally. Um, at the beginning of the month, it was in Nice, France. So next wow. year, yeah. Next year, it will be held in New Zealand. So athletes are competing to get a slot for that world championship. Wow. So what's your favorite part of doing your job, traveling or making Um, this happen? Making it happen. You know, you you make dreams happen. I think that's the technical right answer. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Making it happen while traveling. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the traveling is the personal bonus. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. But you, you see people who train for six months at a time and mm-hmm. not even six months, sometimes a year and something that they've trained their whole life to do. And you have anyone from professional athletes to people who have never done a triathlon in their life. So yeah, it's cool. cool to just see yeah. it all come together and them do it. So Savannah, you bring people in from outside the city to create sporting events like this. What does the Ironman, what does that do for Augusta? Yeah, so um, this race is about 3,500 athletes, and then you kind of calculate in their families, their friends, you know, mm-hmm. all the spectators they bring with them, because there's some people that we've actually talked to that this is like their vacation. They take a week off, and they come and visit Augusta. And they come and run. Yeah. <laughs> <They> <laughs> swim. And, and swim and, and bike run. Yeah. 70.3 miles, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but literally not a big deal. I yeah, no, fun. sure. It's, it's a great way to spend it's a vacation. really easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, this is our biggest event. And so we love that we're able to bring, just like Alyssa was saying, so many people from really so far away um, into the city of Augusta. And, you know, we, we really love that the city also feels that impact. So we get to share with these visitors how great our city is and let them see our local stuff, like our local shops and restaurants and, you know, just our beautiful scenery. Like they actually get to swim in the city. Of course, yeah. Which is awesome. Right, that is and, cool. You know, That's bike, intimidating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and bike through, like, beautiful South Augusta. And we've actually done the um, bike course in a car, of course. But it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that is how bike. I would like to do the bike <laughs> right. course. Or <laughs> Augusta version in a golf cart. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheering people on while I drive, <laughs> while I fall behind. Right, right. You know, and then they get to run through downtown, which is also scenic and historic. And so... Um, it's, it's an awesome econo- economic impact um, to bring in these amount of people to, to our city because, you know, they are coming in and spending money in our local economy, but they also get to kind of understand why locals love Augusta so much and hopefully mm-hmm. they'll come back, you know, on another visit or keep running this Ironman. It's really exciting. And, and speaking of the economy, mm-hmm. um, I am local. I, I believe that's a program that you guys are kind of pioneering right now. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I sure. think it's great. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that's a little bit unique about this race that we are kind of instituting this year is the I Am Local program. And so basically what that is, is um, it's we just reached out to local businesses, restaurants, um, shops, you know, any kind of local business that we have experiences, things like that. Um, and we just said, hey, we have all of these people coming in town. And there, you know, it is a one-day event, but there's also events leading up. There's expos and a kids' run and things like that. So they're really going to be here for like a, a week to half a week. Do the kids run seventy point three miles? <laughs> no, no, they don't. They run a mile or a half mile. Oh, yeah. that's the run I would like to do. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Um, but yeah, so we just reached out to these local businesses and said, "Hey, we have all these people coming, and um, you know, would you guys like to offer any any kind of special discount or perk? Is what we're calling them. I am local perks." And we got a great response. And so we have about 20 participating businesses that, wow. yeah, that offered um, discounts or extended hours, like opening really early on Sunday, which is, you know, really hard. Um, Especially in Augusta. Not a lot right. of people want to open on Sundays. Right. Well, in a, I mean, that race kicks off around 8 a.m. So As to, it has to. Yeah. So to open, <laughs> to open that really is, you know, asking a lot, but, you know, the mm-hmm. businesses just jumped right in and were That's really awesome. excited and um, you know, and are offering all kinds of different stuff, even like the escape rooms downtown to like the Augusta Candle Company to all the different downtown restaurants and shops. It's, it's really awesome. And so we are promoting that to the athletes and their families and they're really excited about it too. And so we'll just, you know, we'll see them all hopefully experiencing Augusta the way that we know that they can. So, uh, we ask every guest, uh, this question and we want to ask both of you because you've been doing this in Augusta. Even though you're traveling from Nashville, correct for for a cup for a minute, right? Yeah. For 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 a strong a strong minute. For a hot minute, yeah. A hot minute uh-huh. was that eleven yeah. years? It's been in Augusta for eleven years. And you've yes. been doing it for eleven years in Augusta. Okay. I've been doing it for just my second year. This is your second year. Mm-hmm. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Welcome back. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our motto is dropping the diss from Disgusta, and I don't know if you've heard that because this is your second year. I have not. Okay, so I love that. I do by too. The way. I, I do love, love that you that. haven't heard that. Um, <laughs> we've actually brought on some guests that were not from here, and they heard of it oh. from people in from like Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, uh, that was cute. Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> that, and so, but. 
drop discuss, so we're trying to uh, drop the we disc. have this uh, motto where we drop the disc, mm-hmm. and so we have ask all of our guests, what does dropping the disc mean to you, sure. um, or what does it mean to get rid of it for you? And so I want to ask both of y'all. Yeah, and we'll let Savannah <laughs> go first since she lives here. And then you can piggyback on her answer. Yeah, that's you go. There you go. (laughs) Um, Sure. So I actually am not originally from Augusta. I'm from Kennesaw, Georgia, and I. uh, When did you move here? I have to. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I uh, I came to school at Augusta University. I was on the volleyball team, so that's why I came to Augusta was to play volleyball here. Gotcha. um, you know, coming up on graduation, I was like, man, you know, now I got to start a career. Where am I going to go? And, you know, Augusta became home. I never thought it would happen. And mm-hmm. then now it is absolutely like just that's the easiest decision ever was that Augusta's home. And I think that dropping the disc really just means bringing to light all that Augusta has to offer. I mean, yes, it's growing and it has all these new things, but it also has so much character and historical charm in it. And the people here are wonderful. And so mm-hmm. I love the city and it's become a home that I never expected. So I think that's what dropping the disc is to me. Awesome. Wow. I like it. It was a great answer. It was very good. We've had people write their answer out and read it. That was very good. That was still very good. Yeah. So. She has no script, ladies and gentlemen. I do not. (laughs) So we'll we'll revamp it a little bit. What does it mean to you to promote a local city like Augusta that you're traveling to for these events? Um, I guess the main thing for me is because I travel to so many different races. Um, The important thing for me is to showcase the city, not just on an event side as like you know check out the rolling hills of you know south augusta which is beautiful and there's part of the countryside that people wouldn't normally get to see yeah um our course used to go through south carolina so it wasn't solely in georgia which is kind of cool and you but now it's solely race. in georgia now it's solely in That's georgia cool. yep. nice. when did that happen <laughs> last year okay so last so was... you did that yes wow nice. <laughs> Um, She's so, dropping the disc and she doesn't even know. I don't it. even yeah. know. <laughs> I don't even know is a thing. So I guess showcasing the city um, coming in last year being my first year, uh, the race director before me had been here for about seven years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being as welcomed as I was, being new and new to the city and new to the event, um, Southern Hospitality was at its finest. So, um, you know, showing people that that's a real thing and Southern Hospitality is there and showcasing you know what Savannah said, the great things that Augusta has to offer. I love that downtown, there are no chains. It's only, mm. you know, your own restaurants. There's great coffee shops, ones that I have to go to every time I come here. Right. There's restaurants There's so I have many to new go ones to. Ones too. Exactly. And they're always popping up and Augusta's, you know, ramping up and it's building up. And I love the different opportunities that you get to go see and do. And so showcasing that to the athletes is something that's very important right. to me. Wow. The car that loading that fantastic. the athletes can have down here oh, is yeah. very unique. Yeah. <laughs> very unique we yes. talked about that in our last episode yes. my wife and I love going to whiskey bar on oh, Saturday yeah. night and watching all the athletes carb load yes it is I'm jealous of all that they dinner eat. and a show yes <laughs> do it people and I don't even have to race and I'm carb loading <laughs> well thank you guys for doing this yes. thank you guys for bringing the Iron Man half Iron Man to Augusta um, if you guys you guys being our listeners, would like to uh, volunteer or learn more, what can they do, Savannah? Sure. So um, if you head to our website, AugustaSportsCouncil.org, there's all kinds of information about um, Ironman, the race, um, its history in Augusta, the I Am Local program, and um, the volunteer page. So it'll tell you all the slots that are open and how you can get involved. It'll be a really great way to connect with the event and meet some athletes. Well, thank you guys so much thank for you. being yeah, on. Thanks for having us. And Maybe. now we will take you to the rest of the show. 
Before we start today, we would like to thank our title sponsor, the Augusta Sports Council. The Augusta Sports Council is proud to welcome the Ironman to Augusta for the 11th year. Over 3,500 athletes will be competing in one of North America's largest half Ironman triathlons on Sunday, September 29th. Their day will start with a 1.2 mile swim in the beautiful Savannah River, a 56 mile bike ride through scenic South Augusta, and finally will end with a 13.1 mile run through downtown Augusta. In 2018, the Ironman 70.3 Augusta event brought in an estimated economic impact of $4.813 million, with over $133,000 in impact from the Ironman Foundation. If you or your organization would like to be one of the 1,600-plus volunteers for this year's Ironman, please contact their volunteer coordinator, Michelle Naval, at 706-849-3235. The Augusta Sports Council enriches the quality of life and economic well-being for the Augusta metropolitan area by supporting and attracting sports activities, and they've been doing this since 1991. For more information, visit www.augustasportscouncil.com. Org. Hey guys, uh, welcome. This is Drop Disgusting. My name is Chris. And my name is David. And uh, we're here with somebody special. But before we uh, introduce, uh, David, what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Yeah, I went to Arts in the Heart. How was that? It was actually pretty awesome. Because I, was... I wasn't able to go. I was out of town for my mother-in-law's birthday. Shout out to her. Shout out. Uh, however... I saw that you went, and I wouldn't know about it. So our guest can correct me if I'm wrong, and, and hold on a second, because we'll, we'll let you do that in a second. But I think this is the first year that they didn't do it in that gravel parking lot, and instead, am I wrong? Oh, he's, he's shaking very his wrong. head. But either way, it was all the way down Broad Street, and it was really cool. They had the Miller open. On Saturday, they had a bunch of bars open, so we went to Stillwater. Awesome. Um, and the food was fantastic. I told my girlfriend, who came down from Columbia to go, that it was going to be really cool, and when she got there, she told me that I undersold it and that I should have. <laughs> <laughs> that she thought it was going to be lame. So that's awesome. If, you know, outside of the you know a little outsider praise for, yeah. for arts and the art. Yeah, we went. My wife and I went down there on Sunday just to walk around on the Riverwalk, and it was still popping. Yeah, I mean, I expected probably, it to end at like four. No, it was popping. Yeah, yeah, I spent, avoid Broad Street. I spent a disgusting amount of money. Um, Worth but it. It was great. It was great. The beer was great. The beer tent was was high quality. I heard it was this year. It was. They had a Wicked Weed yeah. and Columbia Craft and Second City had liquor drinks, which is like wow. not something I expected. Um, <laughs> Coco Rubio was outside the Miller greeting people when they walked in. Awesome. It, was, it was a cool time. It was a cool time. Very cool. But anyways, enough about me. Yep. That was a little less... Uh, uh, Robot even last week. Yeah, last it? week was our struggle. <laughs> so today we're here with. Hey, I'm Brandon Garrett. I'm commissioner for District Eight. Sweet, and you were just shaking your head. So when was the first time that Arts in the Heart uh, wasn't on the gravel, but instead was just on Broad Street? I think it's been two or three years back when they started doing on Broad. Gotcha. Um, it's I mean, been a year or two since I've been there. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, they they outgrew the Commons, which is a good thing, which and, is great. And yeah. This year was even bigger, but it's it's probably. One of the largest things outside of the Masters that brings people downtown to. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one thing that Deke talked about when we were talking to Deke Copenhaver was how the arts was kind of something that when the Starbucks plant was considering moving here, that the arts and the heart was a big representation of why they came here. Yeah, it's a it's a great representation of the culture and the diversity that Augusta has to offer. So it's always fun to go down. Yeah. So before uh, we dive into this episode, what do you do? 
Why are you here? I don't know. Y'all told me to be oh, here. Facebook. <laughs> right, so, so what's your? Have you always lived in Augusta? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Where did um, you go to high school? Uh, Burke County. Burke County. Uh, yeah. Did you go to Edmund Burke or did you go to Burke Publicals? Public. I am oh. a bear, so bear. I went to Burke County. So. <laughs> so you're from the football school. That's right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and that's why you've got the UGA shirt on. Well, I mean, somebody had to be right in the room. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, now we can actually disclose. So he's a Florida fan. Yeah. I'm an LSU fan. We all won. We all won. Yeah, we'll we all, all lose at some point. <laughs> we all got to play Alabama someday. <laughs> yeah. so, somebody in the room will lose more than the others, but we won't say who that is. Right. I think we all I think we, we all kind of know. know. We all, well, it takes one to know, doesn't it? <laughs> we got a Heisman candidate, but we're not here to talk about No, that. no, we're not we're here, here to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got a family in Augusta? I do. Um, okay. Yeah, we live in Hepspa. Um, I have a wife, Candace, and two boys, Brooks and Caleb. They're six and eight now. Wow. So. And how, how old are you? You look quite young to be a commissioner. Are we allowed to talk about age? That yeah. was... How old do you think he is? That's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. How old do you think I am? 23. You're pretty close. I'm 24. Okay. He, wow. Did you research that? I'm just kidding. You don't we, have to. <laughs> Why would he research? I don't know. Maybe he's like looking at us on Facebook. Like, what are these guys even doing? <laughs> are these guys legit? Yeah, who are these guys? Who are these people? Uh, I am actually 39. Wow. So. Wow. Looking good. Yeah, fit. No homo. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's like uh, I tell my wife, round is a shape. So. <laughs> That's good. That's I'll remember that. I'll tell my wife that yep. when I let things go. Next time, like, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> so, what what kind of? Um, so, you're from Augusta. You went to Burke County. Mm-hmm. What what inspired you to to be to run for commissioner? And what did you do before you ran for commissioner? Well, my real job, I work for Lamar Advertising. That's what I do to support my family. So you um, still do that? I do. Billboards. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm in marketing, and um, so. A few years ago, I was appointed to the Planning and Zoning Board okay. uh, Commission, and so I served there for almost three years. Wow. And so it was during that time period where some things started happening in Augusta. got to see some of the early growth, and it was kind of interesting. <clears throat> Augusta was reworking some of their ordinances that had to do with alcohol and brew pubs and breweries downtown. Um, Georgia had changed their guidelines a little bit, so we worked <coughs> through that. And working for Lamar, one of my customers is Savannah River Brewery. So mm. um, some of the commissioners that I served with had some questions about, you know, what is a microbrewery? What's that look like? And so, you know, we had to dis- go through some discussions about what that looked like. So, Is I, Savannah River a microbrewery? I'm not really sure what they consider themselves. They're kind of big, but, I, you know, I don't know what the difference is, honestly. Well, that's been, it's been a couple of years ago when we worked through that. <clears throat> But um, he was at the Georgia game. He's guys. losing his voice right now. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's <laughs> um, but the you know it was during that time period we kind of learned you know there's microbreweries, nano breweries, pico breweries. Yeah. There's all different types of subsets, right. and you got brew pubs. And but anyway, um, when we were working on the new ordinances, it, I asked the commissioners if it would be helpful to see what a microbrewery looked like, and you know just kind of to picture it downtown. So I called over to Savannah River and they invited us over and we took a tour and then we sat down and it was at that point they kind of laid out the paperwork of what all it took for them to get up and running here in Augusta and then kind of voiced some concerns and some frustrations that they had. Mm. And so when was this? 
This was, let's see, what year is it? It's, I guess, 2017, late 2017. So this was two years ago, yeah. almost three. Right. Okay. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, when they kind of voiced their concerns about, you know, why, why did Augusta make it so hard to go through this process, um, the district that I live in, I knew that I knew the commissioner because he's the one that had appointed me. Um, so I knew he was term limited out. So we kind of just started the discussions about me running. And that's how it all came to be. Wow. So, so it came so down I'm, to beer. It did. Wow. And how many terms is the term limit? Uh, you're allowed to run two consecutive terms. So eight years total. So um, he could not, not that he would, but theoretically he could come back and run again this next term because it wouldn't be consecutive. That's correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned this. I want to, I want to bring this up actually. The commission. You said, so your day job is the marketing job, right? Mm-hmm. So is the com- the commission is unpaid. Is that right? No, we're paid. Okay. We get a very small amount. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> it's a, <clears throat> but, uh. Like a stipend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, I, I'm pretty sure when you add up the hours, it doesn't even add up to minimum wage. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because our meetings are pretty epically long and, uh. The constituent work and other meetings throughout the week. It, it, so you have constituent work along with that. Absolutely. That's, that's actually the part of my job that I enjoy the most. Wow. That's a good line. <laughs> not, that you're, not, that you're, not that it's just a line, but I'm just saying, you, you know. Well, it's great stump speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it's that point of being a commissioner where you're able to help people navigate government and yeah. bureaucracy. Um, that's that, you know, being able to help people to help Augusta growth. That's the, that's the part that I really like. So you, the way you got on commission was that you started working with your current commissioner when you were on the planning board and you were helping them with brewery, uh, regulations. Well, that, that was one of many things we worked through. Yeah. Well, so speaking of brewery regulations, we have a beer from a new brewery that's coming to Augusta. Yes. Those of you that have been listening, we have actually had, um, Robert Young, he's opening tap 33. The day of his opening has not been released. However, he's been brewing his beer. We will break the news when it releases. Yes. And uh, the past couple episodes, we've had a jalapeno lime beer, which Aaron over here has actually uh, named it. She, she officially named it. Yeah. She said it's jalapeno business. Yes. And that is going to be and the he, name of the beer when it releases. He loved it. He was actually at Oktoberfest. He had a small batch there, and he had a dunkel. And uh, he's been... You know, giving us his beer that he's been brewing, mm-hmm. and today is the first time I've ever tried this beer, and it's a brown ale, and it's called Sugar Mamas. I think this will be the first official public tasting of yes. Sugar Mamas. Yes, it is a, a brown ale, but it has it's brewed with brown sugar and vanilla. It's interesting. So I don't so, like brown ales, but that sounds okay. However, so I'm I'm willing to try it. I'm gonna let Bash pour it because the past me. couple episodes he said i pour myself too much (laughs) so i'm gonna let bash do this number i think you're just doing this because i spilled when i was pouring earlier but that's okay oh i almost did it again oh that was good yeah for picture purpose we have to do this oh gosh i have to do three he actually gave us this it's legit it's got tap 33 on the side that's pretty sweet. Yeah, he will. He's actually going to be on the show the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, he's going to talk about more details of the what's going on. But his name, Tap Thirty Three. I'm not going to. I don't remember, but there is. I remember one of the. It's, it's that legit. Augusta's on the thirty third parallel. Yes, 
which is pretty deep, but I guess it's that's actually really what also well pretty done. cool. That's really right? well done. I, I'm surprised. Now I'm gonna pour air into the spill over my pants. <laughs> yeah. It looks kind of thick. I don't know. It's it, a family friendly podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Grab now that we have the pictures, we are going to try these simultaneously. Yes. Cheers. And cheers. No pressure to like it. It's the first time anybody's ever drank it outside the brewery. That's not bad. It's not bad. That's interesting. Yep. You can definitely taste the, the brown sugar. Yeah, I was trying to find the vanilla. I'm trying to, yeah, find, I'm the trying to find it. Yeah, I'm trying to find it too, but I believe it's there. <laughs> I believe in the vanilla. <laughs> I, I'm actually wondering if the vanilla is what smooths it out a little bit. Oh, I think it might maybe. be. That, it's not. That could be it. It's not rough. I'm used no. to a rough right. brown ale. Yep. Well, and it's not as dark. Well, I guess a brown ale is not dark. It's actually darker than a this is brown pretty. Ale. It's pretty dark. See, you you and yeah. you're yeah. ending your Monday right now drinking beer. On a podcast, isn't that awesome? That's what Mondays do to you. That's what Mondays yeah. do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, it's, it's been a Monday for me. I'll cheers, you. yeah. Cheers <laughs> to that. Yep. And some Tuesdays, which are commission days. So. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> wow. So we'll actually take this opportunity. We're going to take a quick break, uh, so we can shout out our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. The following is an ad for the Augusta Sports Council. The Augusta Sports Council is excited to announce the newest addition to the Ironman 70.3 Augusta, the I Am Local program. I Am Local is Augusta's way of welcoming over 3,500 athletes to our city and thanking the 1,600 plus volunteers for all that they do to make the Ironman 70.3 Augusta such a fun event. Local businesses have teamed up with Ironman and the Augusta Sports Council to offer discounts, special hours, and exclusive offers to those competing and volunteering at this year's Ironman. The Augusta Sports Council enriches the quality of life and economic well-being for the Augusta metropolitan area by supporting and attracting sporting activities since 1991. For more information, visit www.augustasportscouncil.org. For more information on the I Am Local program, visit www.augustasportscouncil.org slash I am hyphen local. All right, we're back. And so, <laughs> and nobody knows why we're laughing. Nope. Uh, so now we've talked a little bit about your kind of personal side of how you got on the commission, what your story is. Um, I actually have some uh, relatively official questions to, to ask you. Uh, some of them uh, we may already know, but we want to spread awareness so, and if we ask you a question you don't want to answer, just say pass. And some of them are questions that we hit way back when we started. Yes. Okay. And, you know, we met with Sean Francis. It's good to have someone on the inside. And now it's been about two months later. Yeah. Two and a half months later. and We're updating. Updated as yeah. needed. Sure. Yeah. So the first thing, you're the commissioner of District 8, right? Yes. So the first thing, talk to our listeners a little bit. What's District 8 look like? Um, district 8 is the largest landmass district in Augusta. It's roughly 192 square miles. Um, it's in South Richmond County. It's basically Tobacco Road South to give your 
listeners kind mm-hmm. of a okay. kind of a point to start. Okay, um, includes <laughs> neighborhoods like Goshen, um, and then there's some others over in um, you know includes Hepzibah. Some nice golf courses out there. Yeah, Point South Goshen Plantation, they're great. Um, then we have also the town of Blythe is included in that. Wow. Um, and <clears throat> also part of Fort Gordon, but um, you know it, it's a mostly rural part of the di- of the city. Yeah. So you know, growing things is important to us. Um, I'm actually a part-time farmer. We have a small farm as well. So. Um, so how many? Hold on. How many careers do you have right now? Ooh. Is it three? Are there more? Um, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> the, 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 the farming part's not really a career. It's uh, yeah, that's right. it's okay. it's it's mostly just so my family knows where our food comes from. Okay, yeah. I like that. My my mom does that. Yep. Vegetable garden. Yeah, Probably we, a smaller scale than you, but uh, well, we we raise pigs, chickens, and honey. Definitely a smaller scale. Than so, you. Okay, gotcha. and then uh, yep, love it. That's awesome. I didn't write this, but you said honeybees. Do you guys have any association with the the honey that they sell at the CVB? Uh, not yet. This is our first season with honeybees, so w- we haven't had a chance to um, gotcha. to get any honey yet. It's so. a it's a tough it's a tough game. Oh, it's great. It's uh, they're fascinating creatures. Uh, it's been quite the learning curve this year. But uh, I'm looking forward to next spring when we'll finally get to have our own honey. That's cool. That's awesome. My stepdad's been doing that for a couple of years. Yeah. So it, you definitely have ups and downs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned District 8. Geographically, it's pretty large. What kind of like, so obviously Augusta, when you talk about Augusta, I don't. I doubt most people even think about District 8. So like what kind of challenges do you have like with having this rural district but you're right outside all this growth and, and I'm sure you guys are seeing some of it too. Well, one of the main things that I've been concentrating on in, in my district is, you know, making sure that we have the infrastructure in place for development and growth as it comes. You know, with the cyber growth that's coming to Fort Gordon and downtown, you know, obviously we're going to need um, new housing, new, um, new, you know, new developments. So, I believe that District 8 will be, you know, in a great location to be able to, to have those. So um, the challenges that we have are, are the infrastructure issues. Okay, gotcha. I, I mean, most of my district is on septic tanks still. Uh, very lo- wow. Very, wow. very limited access to any sewage. Is there a lot of, like, public education that goes into that on, on the side of the development? Like, building people's awareness of, like, what's going on, like, what they could have? Um, you know, it... Augusta has some great programs where, you know, when sewer service is brought into an area, they offer a greatly discounted um, fee to tap in of $10. So, wow. okay. so that, that really helps because, um, you know, it actually costs the county about $2,500 to tap in somebody for sewer service. Wow. So, mm-hmm. that's but, a pretty good discount. Well, that's to, that's to encourage people to get off septic tanks as they, you know, are needed. You know, there are some areas that you know, I understand that septic tanks will always be in existence, but um, as the city grows, I think it's important to make sure we have that that infrastructure in place. Gotcha. So, speaking of that, speaking of growing, do you have a vision for the growth of District Eight? You know, uh, there's a reason I live there. I love the the land, the rural aspect of it. So, you know, I hope we have a set plan of you know keeping that, keeping that culture, keeping that way of life for many of those out there. Um, but there is a lot of land out there. So, you know, if we had some strategically planned neighborhoods and other developments, um, I think that 
uh, we'd be able to capture the rural part, but also mm-hmm. to be able to grow as well. You mentioned that you lived out there. I was wondering, do commissioners have to live in their district? They do. They, they do. do have to. Okay. And and if you want to get even more technical, they have to live there one year before the, one before, year. Before the election. So if you want to be an elective of the commission, you have to live in that district. For one year prior wow. to the election. Okay. okay. I w- I've always wondered that, and you can go on the website to see who the commissioners are, and they show the addresses. Yes. Which I thought was very strange. It is. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's out there, people. Is that scary? It is not my wife's favorite thing. <laughs> I, bet. But I, bet. I noticed that they're in the district, so I didn't know if it's just to show it off, or, and I didn't p- nitpick all of them, but I noticed, you know. No, that's. I know where Sean Fransom lives. Yes. <laughs> I get some very interesting mail. I I'm put sure. it Really? Yes. Oh. Is there a reason for that? Just why not kind of thing? Or? Well, it, it's to have clear representation of a district. Gotcha. Okay. And and when consolidation took place, that's the way it was set up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now the odd part are the super districts. That's the part that none of us really are, you know, basically you have two super districts that encompass half of the city or half of the county. So those are, those are interesting seats. Interesting. Do you want to talk any more about that? I mean, that. I honestly, I'm ignorant on this. Yeah, I, I don't I've know never heard of about that. them. I've oh. heard of them, but that's the amount that I know about them. Right. Um, the super districts are districts nine and ten. Currently, uh, district nine is Marion Williams, who was term limited out next year, and then um, super district ten is John Clark, who was elected the same time that I was. Okay. Um, gotcha. So they basically have each of them have four districts that they cover. So, so they is, wow. there, is there overlap? No. <laughs> so speaking about all the neighborhoods and, and the stuff that might be coming to District 8, um, do you have any insight as far as like what developments are possible to come to District 8? I mean, we just got this top golf, you know, that's coming in. Nobody thought that was possible. Right. So what David, kind of vision David do you Busters. see? Dave and Busters. Oh, I've been seeing commercials for years. I'm so glad <laughs> I can finally go. And I don't know if you saw the news today. There's another jump facility coming. Um, like a really? trampoline? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I think Where it's to? Coming. Uh, I believe it's going to be in the Riceboro Road area. It might be in the old movie theater. I have to reread oh, that. Nice. Article. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So that's pretty cool. That but um, cool. but going back to District Eight, uh, yeah, we have a great uh, industrial park out there where Starbucks is located. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, the city of Augusta owns a lot of property out there, and so you know, economic development is definitely working hard to find people to come out there. Um, I know there's three great possibilities right now. So, um, you know, not only will that be... You can't a, let us know what they are, though, can you? Well, I mean, it's not official yet. So, of course, of course. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for, honestly, over a 1,000 jobs coming to Augusta. Wow, so, wow. Um, That's you know, triple what Starbucks brought. I think Starbucks brought 350 or something. Well, they've doubled that because they just added... That's right, they doubled it. Right, right. That's crazy. So, so you kind of see... And correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it's almost got this like Grovetown type of an aspect where it can go from this small area to this huge area and it could look like it was happening overnight. And, you know, if you think back Grovetown, a lot of that growth started happening after John Deere located out there in their industrial mm-hmm. park. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, honestly, District 8 could be primed for that type of development. Now, I have a question. I know that Gate 6 is something that's being talked about with Fort Gordon, a new gate. Mm-hmm. Is that going to affect your district at all? It's not. It's on the Gordon Highway side of Fort Gordon. Gotcha. So it's so actually that's more like Harlem. It's actually closer to Harlem than okay. all the okay. other gates. Gotcha. 
But uh, we have Gate 5 that feeds right into Tobacco Road, um, mm-hmm. so that's a great access point for the fort. Okay. Yeah. So Gate 5 is more your focus. Yes. Gotcha. And you know that's a main corridor. It runs from Gate 5, Fort Gordon, all, all the way down to the airport. So. Wow. Very convenient. Is the airport in your district? It is not. It's, okay. Um, it's actually one of the borders. Gotcha. It's, ah, it's right the, on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> right on the edge. Just close. Yeah, right the, there. the odd part is the airport's actually in District 1, which is predominant. Yeah. So it's like downtown. That's crazy. I, I, I have to. I, I mean, I have to ask those because I've looked at the lines. In fact, my wife and I looked at it because she's better at reading that kind of stuff. She's like, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, it is confusing. Well, it, it's based on population and demographics. Okay. That's the way it's all set up. Gotcha. Um, so, we're, you know, you could actually see a shift next year after the census. Um, okay. So who draws that? Is that state legislature? We have some input, but I think it's finalized at the state level. Gotcha. Okay. So <laughs> we do want to talk about a couple things outside of your district. Um and, and really, these are the updates that we kind of talked yeah. about earlier. Unless, okay. is there anything else you'd like to talk about your district? I feel like we're oh, flying yeah. by, honestly. No, is no, it, no. Okay. <clears throat> like I said, it's it's a big district, a lot of rural yes. areas, and a lot of growth possibilities. A lot of growth. Okay. Very cool. So one thing that we've talked about, one of our first, actually our first interview was with uh, the Riverkeeper, Tanya Bonitavis. Oh, I hope I said that right. <laughs> Bonitatavis. Anyways. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I think it's different now. She just got married. That was nice of her. That was nice. So is, is there an update, though? We haven't talked about this in a while on, on what's going on with the river right now. Yeah. You are privy to let us in on. Well, you know, the river is honestly the most important issue facing Augusta right now. Um, you know, when. Good when, question, David. I wrote it. I wrote you did, the question. You did, you did. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, w- when you look at the things that could impact Augusta, you know, you, you look at what's happening over on the North Augusta side with our friends over there. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're using their riverfront. They're, they're developing it. Um, we have a big project called the Depot Project. Yes. Um, and then, you know, when you think of Augusta, you think of our, our river, the way that it's looked yeah. my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. So... With those developments happening, the Corps actually just issued a statement on the way here um, about they've delayed their um, the report that they're going to put out from the last drawdown and what their plan they're going to go with. I'm really hoping they listen to the locals. Um, you know, we're fighting hard to keep our river pool at 114.5. That's that's what we are used to. I mean, there are normal fluctuations throughout the day. Yeah. But you know, when the Win Act was passed, there was, you know, that that was the measurement on that day. And I really hope that the Corps takes that into, into you know, their final analysis. Uh, there's a, There's been numerous plans that have come out. Uh, a lot of people working behind the scenes from, you know, the federal level down to the state level, down to the local level. I mean, I went to Atlanta six weeks ago. I met in the governor's office to discuss the river. That's, wow. the, that's the only reason I went up there. Um, so it really is the biggest thing going on as far as like on a national scale right now. Right. That's awesome. And, and the governor's office is committed to Augusta at, to help maintain the 114.5 level. That's good. Um, you know, what the plan looks like at the end, I really don't think any of us know yet. Um, there's been some interesting alternative plans that have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, one came out a couple of weeks ago. It's called... Um, it takes a river up in New York that actually had to do a fish passage as well. 
because of sturgeon. So it's been proven mm-hmm. to work for sturgeon. Okay, that's perfect. And it's a little smaller than the plans I think that most of Augusta has seen of the fish passage of what it looks like. So I think it's really doable to keep our lock and dam in place and also have the fish passage around and gotcha. keep those water levels. Have you yeah. seen the videos on like Facebook and social media where there's this like big like fish cannon and they put the fish in it and oh, it shoots them up and around? That's that's really weird. Can we get one of those here? Because like <laughs> I, think, I would support that. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a huge spaghetti noodle. Yes, thing. yes. It's uh, I think you could sell tickets to watch that. <laughs> you could sell tickets for people to put the fish in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'd go over well. I I think it would I think go Tanya well. would be all over you. Oh, uh, she would hate. She would not like that plan. No, <laughs> she would not like that plan. But no, Tanya's great, and she does great work for our our protecting our waters here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know the plans out there, we disagree on. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where it. You know, I hate to say it's politics, but it, it is in a certain sense because. You know, as a commissioner, I want a plan that works, that maintains our river, and that will support us going forward. You know, yeah. <clears throat> one of the coolest things that I took part in, bef- I'm trying to remember, it, it was right after I was elected. Around the time. Yeah. Um, the utilities director took us, we homeschool, so um, he invited me on a tour of, you know, our water supply system um, clean up and you know basically the whole water system for Augusta. Okay. So we started up at the head gates up in Columbia County mm-hmm. and worked down. So it was really fascinating. And my kids and wife got to tag along. That's so cool. we were doing school like along the way. Day. It was about four I'm sure hours. It was exciting, Holy but it moly. sounds like a long day. Yeah, but it, it was awesome. You know, Augusta's got some great things. Um, some of our founding um, engineers were were honestly they were fascinating. Um, our you know our clean water comes in through the Augusta Canal. Yeah. It uses the power of the Augusta Canal to pump water all the way to Highland Avenue wow. using zero electricity. That's awesome. I mean, it's like six miles of yeah. water being pumped with no power. That's um, incredible. And uh, But anyway, we, we went through a tour of that. And <clears throat> so it, it, it's really vital that we protect our water source, which, mm-hmm. you know, depends on the pool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Gotcha. So another update. Um when we talked to Sean about it, it was kind of a new, fresh idea. Sean Franton. We've yes. talked to many Sean's. You're right. Sean Franton. <laughs> uh, that guy. Yes. The, the, you know. The, the OG. Him. Yeah. The first Sean. He was yeah, the he first was, Sean. He's an OG. Hey, did you know that he was voted Mr. Po- or Mr. Positive by the Metro Sport? Gosh, I believe that. <laughs> I believe it. we got to have him on again. we got to make him talk about that. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. It, it wasn't current. It was a couple years ago. <laughs> I, st- I still pick on him sometimes. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, I feel like he's someone easy to pick on, honestly. But uh, anyway, he's got such a good attitude. Uh, when we talked about rec- um, paid parking downtown, um, and I actually heard on the news recently, y'all, it's kind of coming back up, and the times that we're ch- are trying to be picked or whatnot, you know, the times for paid parking, that is. Um, personally, I think it should be done at I don't know, five, you know, whenever the work day is over. But I feel like, is there, are we coming to an agreement? What's that looking like? Or are we going to table it and come back to it later kind of thing? Is that where we're at? Uh, Well, last week, actually, we voted on moving forward with the the parking consultants that was picked through the 
procurement process. Mm. Uh, sounds complicated. Well, <laughs> probably I, sounds more complicated than it is. I voted against it. Mm-hmm. So did Dennis Williams. Um, I'm not really sure what his reasoning was behind it. I voted against it just because we didn't have enough information. And I'm not sure that paid parking is, you know, if, if this is the correct time to do it. I know you were asking about times of day, but right. just I'm thinking time in general because, you know, part of the last floss package and TIA package was some Broad Street renovations. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would like to see that completed and then institute the paid parking after right. that. You know, and, and a lot of the downtown business owners reached out to us. Um, they were concerned with mm-hmm. it, whether to stop it at 5 o'clock or to keep it at 8 o'clock. Right. Um, so, you know, I think there's still a lot that we have to work through. Right. Um, you know, the, the vote did pass. There was only two of us that voted against it. So... Um, with that being said, even though I voted against it, um, I think to make it fair to the business owners throughout the day that, you know, leaving the paid parking eight to eight or whatever would probably be the fairest thing to do. So my question is, as someone that works downtown, has an office downtown, how, what's the real world impact of that on, for example, me? So like, is it going to be a situation where someone that works downtown will be paying every day to park? It, or is it going to be a? Is there going to be like a subscription that we can like? How do you do? You guys have that information, I guess. Uh, technically no, but it depends on where you work downtown. Gotcha. Um, the way it's set up now, the paid parking will take place on Broad Street and Green or uh, yeah, Green Street. Okay, so it would just be those two streets that were paid, and, and the ones between. So okay, perpendicular the. Yes. Okay. Yes. That works. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I was going to correct you, and then I realized you were right. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So, um, and, and really, that's part of the reason I voted against it. I, I still, for the life of me, don't understand why Green Street's involved in that. Mm. I've never had a parking problem on Green Street. Right. And I, I was going to add, I'm glad you brought up Green Street. We're, on, we're at shared space right now, off Green Street. If you look down, there is plenty of parking. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. Even the the Board of Ed parking lot, after 5, it's free yeah. for anybody. But they close it. They do. It's, I didn't know that. All right. it's They close it. They don't close. use it. <laughs> no, no, no. People, you know, that's one of those things where I, I think it would help solve a lot of the issues. Yeah. You look at the parking decks that we have downtown, they're mostly empty throughout the day. Right. Yeah. So, um, but they're empty because you got to pay to park there. Mm-hmm. Um but you go to any other city and you you park somewhere, you pay to park, and then you walk around. Exactly. For whatever reason, Augusta doesn't think they should have to walk to get mm-hmm. to any of their stores downtown. We want to be able to drive right to the front. And, and if we if we want to grow people, we got to walk around. It's just, it's got to happen. I think that might be a small town culture, though. I mean, Augusta's mm-hmm. growing, right? So the small town culture is you pull up, you walk in, you talk to the store manager who you know, and then... You walk in your car and you drive away, even if it's three blocks away to go talk to the next store manager. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I think that the growth in Augusta, South Augusta, Grove, Town, this whole area, you know, you can't do that forever. Well, so, and, and for a lot of the people our age that have grown up here, um, that downtown culture hasn't existed until the past few years. So, that's true. So we're not used to walking. So I think it's going to be a culture shift to, yeah. to get people to embrace that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, we'll take you out of the... Uh, the politically active <laughs> situations that are going on right now. We appreciate the insight, though. Um, so just commissioners in general, you mentioned you guys meet tomorrow, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, 
There's there's been a lot going on. What's kind of like the pulse of the commission on the city of Augusta and and the region around it? Like what what is the feeling about how everything is going? Uh, what do you guys see also that like maybe I don't see on a day to day basis? We see the opportunities out there for Augusta to continue moving forward. Uh, you know, the commission is getting close to, you know, being a good unit of guys work, guys and women working together to, to move Augusta forward. Um, you know, next year is an election year, so there are some people that are posturing, of course, to run for office. So it's, a, it's an opportunity there for some, some younger folks like myself to get involved in politics. So, but as a commission as a whole, we see the opportunities there. We see the positive aspects that are going on. Unfortunately, the commission um, seems to get cast in a negative light most of the time, it seems, in the media. So, I'm, you know, anytime somebody from the media calls, I'm always willing to give, a, you know, give a sound clip or whatever. Because, well, thank you. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Not just you guys, but... No, yeah. <clears throat> because... The way that I feel about that is if we're not telling our story, somebody is going to tell it for us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I try to stay positive about the things that are that are out there. Um, of course, there's there's definitely issues we've got to work through. Um, I'm looking forward to, to to seeing what next year, sh- you know, the way it sh- shapes out. And mm-hmm. um, but like I said, there's there's some great opportunities out there ahead of us. So speaking of all of that. You know, the average, the average Augustan, aside from voting, what are some things that they can do that, that our listeners can do to get involved to either, you know, maybe something's going on that they don't like, that they want to stop, or maybe there's something that might go on that they want to let people know that they want it to happen. They want to make sure that it happens. Like Chris and his paid parking opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, how would Chris get that opinion out? Like, what's the best way to inflict change? Inflict is a bad word, but yeah. create change in, a, in Augusta go. in the way that people want to see it. Uh, <clears throat> one of the best things that you can do is always call your commissioners. Let them hear your opinion. That helps us voice our opinions. Okay. You know, we're elected to represent the body of people right. that we represent, whether it's just in our district or Augusta as a whole. Um, so definitely reach out to them and, you know, there are lots and lots of committees and boards and authorities out there that mm-hmm. sometimes have openings. So if your listeners are ever, you know, interested in serving in that capacity, ask your commissioner, okay. say, Hey, do you have somewhere where I could serve? I'm willing to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, when I ran for office, I never really imagined that it would be hard to find people to serve on some of these commissions. I'm sure it is. Um, so it was are there any openings you want to advertise? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I have them all filled now. Nice. Yeah, good. That's so, awesome. But Makes your it, life easy. Well, it took me much longer than I thought it would. Uh, I started back in March. Wow. And <laughs> so. Oh. It's, uh, There's it's, some perspective. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for all of that insight. We're going to come back. We're going to ask our final question. Uh, we want to take this opportunity to thank our venue sponsors today, Shared Space. Coffee's brewing and biz is booming. Share your success at sharespace.work, an all-inclusive and equipped co-working space where you are their top priority. 
Their mission is to create a 24-7 office environment that empowers independent entrepreneurs and small businesses to do their best work. Shared Space in downtown Augusta boasts its collaborative space with a local spirit and aesthetic that honors the history and growth of the Augusta community. From daily passes to conference rooms to their flexible memberships for private office, they have all that your business needs covered. And public or private access to their multi-purpose event space, classroom, and open areas to the community. It's a great thing they're doing here. Check them out sometime. Their phone number is 404-410-6158, and you can find them at sharedspace.work. Again, that's sharedspace.work. We also want to do a quick thank you to our audio sponsor today, Amplified Events. Amplified Events has been raising the bar in entertainment in the CSRA since 2014. Not only do they provide DJ and MC services, but they also do professional lighting, photo booths, karaoke, game show hosting, and just about anything that your next event needs. Check them out for your next event, be it a wedding, corporate function, or private event, because they will definitely amp up any occasion. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Amplified Events AUG, by phone at 706 8100267 and online at ampyourevent.com. That's ampyourevent.com. All right, we're back. And before we start with the last question, we actually did have a couple uh not viewer, but listener submitted questions yes. and we would like to pass those on to you. Yes, uh, we got an email from Natalie Perkle. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Miss Perkle. Uh, there's a couple questions, but some of them have already been answered. She she wants to know: um, Are there any plans for new grocery stores, shopping, restaurants, or even a public library for the area? Just something for the public to be able to go to, I guess. No, that's a great question. Um, as many of your listeners know, downtown is considered a food desert because of the lack of grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually been compounded now since Wrightsville Road Kroger has closed. So um, even back before I was elected, I was involved in a group that's been meeting trying to find land and buildings, if possible, for bringing grocers into downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, even though wow. I live in even though I live in South Richmond County, you know, I understand the need for yeah. grocers. I go to church off Crawford Avenue at okay. Crawford Avenue Baptist yeah, Church. Yeah. So Harrisburg and downtown are important to me. Um, so yes, we are working through. You know, there's different different means to do that. Whether it's you know incentives or using our economic development guys to go out and find you know find these grocers to come. You know, in my district, one of the things that people always ask me, how can we get a good restaurant mm-hmm. out this way, right. and or or how can we get a different grocery store? Well, you know. Those businesses are in the business of making money. They want to make a profit, so they do their market research on the areas. So rooftops help. Um, so that's you know that's why you see the development that takes place, like in Grovetown. You've got yep. you got hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of rooftops that have popped up, and of course the development follows that. Right. The same thing can take place here in Augusta. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's how we work through that. All right, that was good. Thank you, thank you, Natalie, for. Uh, Asking us that question. All the other questions she asked us actually were talked about on the show. So we're good. She should host your show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our listeners are probably better than us, honestly. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Yes. 
So now it's time for our final question. And you asked me because I asked it last time. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Good memory. Good memory. So our the name of our podcast is Drop Disgusta. Our hashtag is hashtag Drop the Dis. Which, by the way, I started to see people post that. Great feeling. Love it. So we always ask our guests at the end of every podcast, what does dropping the dis from Disgusta, what does that mean to you personally? Hmm. That's interesting. Dropping the dis. Um, it's actually kind of funny you ask that. There's a local artist, I guess she is. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. This um, She came up with this thing that said, maybe Augusta thinks you're disgusting too. Yes, <laughs> I um, love it. I actually, Chris, Chris posted on all of his social media yes, accounts. Yes, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I did as well. And, and you know, that that's really a great perspective because for, you know, growing up in this area, you always heard Augusta referred to as Disgusta. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the negative light that we allow ourselves to be cast in. So I'm hoping that as new commissioners come in, as well as the ones that are currently serving, that we're continually out there being positive about Augusta, showing people, telling people our story. Mm-hmm. Augusta has a lot to offer. Augusta has great opportunities out there. We have, we have, honestly, I, I think we we should be able to solidify ourselves as the second largest city. We kind of bounce back and forth with Columbus right now. Right. Um, but... You know, to drop the disc part, we've got to continue moving forward. We've got to become a more unified um, people. Uh, you know, there there continues to be a division there, whether it's racial or, you know, culturally. Uh, and I'm hoping that we work through that together, which honestly is it's going to require people sacrificing, serving, um, you know, giving up their time to, to make this happen, to to be fully committed to Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sold out for Augusta. I think that we have, you know, a lot going for us. So honestly, that's, that's the way that I see us dropping the disc. That's awesome. I love it. Well, and thank you. And real quick, the uh, artist that did maybe Augusta thinks you're disgusting comma two is, uh, Amy Callen. Those of you. Shout out to Amy. Yes, you you did a good job. And shout out to you as well. Thank you for coming on our show. Uh, Commissioner. Brandon Garrett. District 8. Thank you for giving your time for Augusta. Do you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's good. It's great. It's great. That's good.